Hey, doing great. How are you? Uh, not too bad, not too bad, man. Show up for a change. <laughs> it's December 26th. How was the day with the family? I actually just got back home uh, from Chicago, so uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to not be around my family. I know that sounds terrible, but... How about you guys? Hello. Well, I was at my mum's. I was at my mum's for dinner tonight, and it was it was actually quite pleasant because she didn't ask me once if I've seen Boardwalk Empire, which was great. Because she normally asks she normally asks me about fifteen to four hundred times, so that made it pleasant. What's well, good? It's because she, we, they love the Scottish people love Broadwalk Empire because they relate to Steve Buscemi because he's with the, of his teeth. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely not the pot calling the kettle black there. Yeah, yeah, no. To be fair, uh, my teeth are, uh, or as a, as a, as a, as a, actually a Scottish comedian said, my teeth are like a vandalized graveyard. Steve, Steve Buscemi, Steve Buscemi is the walking epitome of a four hundred year old Scottish dead person, <laughs> and he knows it. He knows it. He brags about it. It's like every time he's on the screen, he's just like saying, "Look at how fucking repulsive I am." Love me for that's it. His, that's his. That's, that's his, his thing. That's his appeal. Podcast. He's he's waiting for uh, Braveheart Z. <laughs> Zombie Braveheart. He looks like an embryonic hairless dog. That's what he looks like to me. <laughs> <laughs> like translucent, pink, and like hairless, and just yeah, it's like a kind of dog abortion or something. Yeah, one of those ones that when it's when it's smiling or angry. It, all you can see is all its fucking gums and teeth, regardless, <laughs> so you can never really tell. So, how, how is all your family, Brian? Are they all keeping well? Are they all, uh, are they all the nice Christmas? You know, actually, uh, not to bring things down a notch, but one of my sisters isn't feeling well. She's had some uh, health problems lately, so uh, um, she wasn't able to come out to uh, Chicago, but she recently moved out to D.C., so I, I get to see her. Oh, well, pretty- fuck you, Brian's <laughs> sister, for getting unwell and bringing us down. All right. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry, but she's, she's okay. It's not life or death. That's, that's okay. Has... To be to be to be honest, Brian, that's probably the most positive Christmas message we've had so far. To be fair, so. <laughs> definitely. How about you guys? No, is, is she good though? Is she, is, is she going to pull through? Is it is it is it something that's it's, it's not something horrible? Is it? No, no, it's not. It's something she's been dealing with for a while. She's okay, but uh, you know, my my mom and my other sister were, were looking forward to seeing her. Um, she wasn't able to fly out, but... Uh, it puts I, a bit I, of a dampener on it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the new form of cancer called cardinoma. It means she's been dealing with it for some time. Hey! hey. hey. I hope it's not <laughs> cancer, mate. I really, do. I really hope it's not cancer. <laughs> I really do. I'm sorry. I that's that's actually her, um, her, her sign. Her astrological sign is cancer. Right. So I think you just jinxed her. But she's not got it. She's not got that. You just killed my sister, man. You just killed her. I hope so. This is on you now. Christmas as well. You're some sort of prick. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Listen, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope she's, I hope she's fine. I hope she's on the mend, and I hope, I hope all is well, man. How did your Christmas Day go, Pablo? What's that? 
How did your Christmas day go? How was Christmas day? Yeah, amazing. I don't believe you. Nah, it was really good. <laughs> really good. The kids, the kids had a great time. Okay, that's all right. That's all that's important, Randy. Where you know that uh, that's the thing, bro. Once you have children, especially Christmas Day, as long as your children have a good time, no one cares about you. So as long as they have a good time, that's all that's important. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So your your kids had a good time, Before. both your children. Yeah, they they, they enjoyed themselves. They were they were they were incredibly happy. And I asked my daughter at the end of the night. I said, "What was your favourite part of Christmas Day?" And she said, "Snuggling you, Daddy." Oh my gosh. Oh. So, that's so, really so, sweet. Sorry. Uh, my, kid, my kids sorry had a, to bring us my down. kids had a great day. Oh, sorry. Sorry. sorry to bring you sorry, down. Sorry, my kids had a great day, but that's because they spent most of it with their mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, the be- the best thing about Christmas Day this morning, uh, yesterday morning, was the wee man. Uh, he's five, whereas Olivia's not four yet. So still a wee bit young, but he was he was just fucking like. Just so excited. Rabbit. Oh, I was just so excited by everything that he opened. He's like, oh my, oh my God, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. And it was just amazing. And then I didn't film or take any pictures whatsoever. And the, at the, <laughs> I only decided right at the end that I was going to try and film him. And the one thing that I filmed him was the one thing that he didn't want. <laughs> and his face, his face just fucking hit the floor. So you're... Your memorial of of the great Christmas you just had is your own disappointed child. Yeah, it's like it was all great. He loved everything else. Here's the photo. Here's here's the video evidence. Nah, it didn't look like he had that great a time. When he but... just looks up, I love because that's what they do. They look up at you and they go, "What's that? <laughs> what's that? What's that? What's that <laughs> shit? What is what is that? What is it?" And you're looking at him like you fucking know what it is. You know what it is. We both know what it is. It's some socks and shit. I know you don't want it. You know I don't want it. Don't look at me like you hate me. What did you get for Christmas, Brian? Did uh, was Santa good to you? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, it's funny. I I, uh, I travel a lot, so I wasn't even thinking. I, I just kind of went into a fugue state because I was running late, and so I just uh, packed a carry-on bag. And then when I got home, I was like, "You stupid motherfucker! You have no way to bring back any of these presents." So I actually had to. I spent like a hundred bucks just to ship all my gifts to my own home. What did you get? What, what was your main gift? What was what was the thing you were most most pleased about? Big present. Man, you <laughs> what put was me your on... big present? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just a bunch of little stuff. I mean, you know, we're all adults now. You know how it is. So just just random stuff, books and sweaters and shirts. You know, nothing really stood out. Oh, actually, you know, my sister, um, my other sister. She got me a. I don't even. I don't, I don't read GQ. I don't the one, the one, that, the one that, the one that isn't dying. The one that yeah, is a good healthy one. Yeah. The good healthy the one. one. The one that's just sleeping with a sixty-five-year-old married man. Married man. That's another story. She, 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 she's, she's giving you the gift. Of, <laughs> she's giving you the gift of another forty to fifty years just, of hating just, her. Pretty much. She, uh, like, well, she got <laughs> it's uh, Christmas. It's what Christmas is about. <laughs> yeah, it's just love, love and joy. Especially, yeah, this time of year, exactly. You know, just tearing families apart. It's, uh, it's wonderful. Um, All right, so what did she but, get? Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, that's okay. So I, I don't read GQ, but I guess the editor, some fancy guy, the the the, uh, the GQ American editor. So he's got some book out, and uh, she got me a signed copy. So I guess I'm supposed to be impressed by that. So that's that's the uh, that's the the flagship gift this year, I guess. 
What what would have been even better if she'd have got you the actual GQ editor? That would have been nice. Yeah. What with his own signature on his own forehead? No, he just showed up and just says, I am going to narrate your life for the next year, and I'm going to write about it, and at the end of the year, you're going to get Man of the Year. Oh, that was what I was going to say. I'm sure Brian was going for Man of the Year. Yeah, you know, I was up just for just it. Like... Point. I think, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pink beat me out. I've I've got a confession to make, Brian. <laughs> What's that? What's your confession, Papa? Do you know that it took me probably about two weeks from chatting to you on Kick to actually get Brion Warwick? I thought your name was Brion. <laughs> no way. I did. I was like, every, t- every message that I sent to Brad when we were arranging the show, I was like, Brion says this, or Brion says that. And I was yep, like, what? Then, and then I was like, what a fucking stupid name is Brion. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a guy's name. It doesn't, it doesn't. And then eventually, after two weeks, it just kind of clicked, and I just went, oh, what a fucking idiot. You just sent me, you just sent me a message that said, fuck, I'm Brion Warwick. <laughs> Is it still Brian? I never checked the settings. I haven't changed it. Is it still Brian Warwick? It is, yeah. Because yeah. I had some other names in there before. I think I was. Um... No, I think you were Brionce. I was, yeah, I was Brionce. I, 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 I still wouldn't have twigged by that either, probably. Yeah, I'm Brionce right now, but I was Brania Twain before that. Brania Twain, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know what, uh, Brian? See, because you were on the last time and I was remarkably uh, incoherent. And uh, the, the raps that we did, I basically just spouted a lot of Jew hate and then fell asleep. <laughs> That's basically That's what happened. What happened yeah. So we, well, we went a good hour easily. We went a good hour. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I just quickly drafted just a very quick, very short rap, just Christmas rap, and it, it's basically for you, mate, because I feel that I let the side down that night with. Basically, with my just repeated, repeated due hate of 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 a farcical fucking effort of a rap. So, so this is your this is your due love rap. So this is this is this is just a little Christmas rap about Santa. Just just written just a few a few minutes ago, just to just to make things good. So I'm just going to spit it really quickly and 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 just fire it out there. So that's lovely. That's right. That's noble. That's very noble of you. That is noble. Of course, it's noble. Uh, right. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Accepting it as noble is not quite so noble, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still noble. Uh, right. So, jing- jingle bells, Batman smells. Robin flew away. His pubic region smelled like Alfred's rectal passage. Eighty-year-old butler taking a girthy fat Batman package, providing the Joker with material for moth fappage over Santa Claus getting spasticated, sucking on frustrated elf cock, making cabbage patch faces as Rudolph's red nose lights up Mrs. Claus's naughty fuck places, guided by the light into a black hole filled with shite. We're talking afternoon delight at midnight, giving kids a fright, sliding down chimneys, ass-raping children with cuntish delight, filling up young boy fuck pouches with all his might. This isn't right. Christmas is about joy. Not Santa fucking young boys penetrating their assholes with next-level fuck toys. Belief in Santa-powered dildos shoving daddy's face in the snow after he caught him fucking mommy under the mistletoe. This Santa is a fiend to the dark side leaned, stuffing live Yodas in sacks, suffocating and listening as the little green fuck yaks. Reading kids' letters prattling, Yoda death rattling. 
giving dead gifts, enveloping kids, sleeping noses, filling them up with yuletide rifts. This is a Christmas here. Listen in to Pablo smear, Santa bringing up your kids' rear. Rudolph ain't alive no more, I sneer. Nothing more than just a dead fucking deer. Bleeding from the ear from getting fucked in the lug hole and dragged back to the North Pole. <laughs> Lovely. On behalf of all the Jews, I feel obligated to say Olive Branch accepted. Thank you. Yeah. I think we can just... Both yeah, hands. Think... Sorry, this guys. is a moment for... This is a moment. <laughs> this is a moment for it reflection. Is, it... It's a... <laughs> this is a moment for you to make a meme of you uh, of you shaking hands with, uh, with, <laughs> with, with, with the great Jews of our time. Honestly, uh, I think you should, you should write that on the uh, wishing wall in Bethlehem. You know, <laughs> you know, honestly, my fondest memory of Christmas at the time was my worst memory of Christmas, but I used that shit for blackmail for the next 15 years. I've got two older sisters, and I, you know, I've got this freakish memory. It's really weird. Probably one one soon. What's that? Nothing. So, uh... I, this was, I must have been uh, like three or four years old, I think three years old. I got awakened in the, in the middle of the night by my sisters. They said, Brian, Brian, we got to tell you something. I said, oh, what's going on? What's going on? It was probably, yeah, I think at this point it was probably Christmas morning. I was like, oh, is Santa's here? Is Santa here? Are the presents here? You know, this is Christmas now. It's Christmas, right? And they go, no, no, we have some really bad news. There's no such thing as Santa Claus. No kids are getting presents at all. The whole thing is a myth. And I just started bawling my eyes out. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. My parents came in, and they, you know, my they basically interrogated my my sisters. And uh, I mean, I was a wreck. I honestly thought that Christmas wasn't happening, and the millions of little boys, billions of little boys and little girls across the world weren't going to get me gifts. And I was just completely distraught. Destroyed the entire Christmas. My sisters were in trouble forever. And I <laughs> held that shit. I still hold that shit against them today. And I'm pretty sure that that was pretty much the original screw they got knocked loose in my head. And rightly so, and rightly so. What, what age were you? You know, basically, because, like, in first grade, I was pretty much the James Dean guy wearing the white T-shirt and the leather jacket, you know, and the bandana bouncing the ball against the wall, smoking a Marlboro Red, telling all the other five-year-olds that your life is a fucking lie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so first, first, first grade, what are you, what, like, ten? First grade, uh, I don't know what grade it was. First grade, I guess I was uh, like six or something. But pretty much I was the jaded guy all through school. And I used to tell people that their lies were lies and, you know, make these little girls cry and stuff in the cafeteria. It was fun. Oh, that's yeah. terrible, man. So, so, so yeah. at six, six, you know, every year. But at six, it's year, six years old, at six years old, your sister told you Santa didn't exist. I was three. Oh, fuck. So I, I carry that shit with me. Oh, it's mental. <laughs> yes, I would tell people in kindergarten and first grade, and I, you know, when I would say, hey, guess what, Santa doesn't exist, they would cry, honestly, and I would get in trouble. And then I would go home and tell my parents I got in trouble for telling little kids that Santa didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> just, my parents would look at my sisters like, you motherfuckers. You know what, I, I really want, I really want it. This Christmas. Not even I, Brian's fault. <laughs> I know. This, this Christmas, what I really wanted to do was I really wanted to send my kids to bed on Christmas Eve and then change all the dates on the clock to the and, and all, all digital devices around the house to the 26th of December and then wake, wake them up in the morning and tell them they'd slept through Christmas. That's some sick shit. I like it. 
I like it. I still I, think that was one of the best things ever. I think I might, it, I might still do that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he did come. We opened all the presents that he got for us. You're fucked. Yeah, he took yours. Now, wait, John, how old are your right. kids? Yeah, uh, mine are five and four. So they had a... The shit thing. So mine had an exciting... An, 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 a, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, one of them was just puking everywhere. Uh, the other one was ecstatic by everything, but one of them was a bit sick, so... Uh, it was okay. They, I bought them these little Nerf guns, and, uh, and uh, they <laughs> shot the shit out of everything. And they're really violent little guns. I didn't quite realise. They've got little rubber ends on them. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> catch, that in the t- catch that in the testicles and you do know about it. One, one of them was only sick because Bred was trying frantically to find mince pies to feed them. And he could only find the ones that he bought last year. Stored away in the back of a musty old cupboard. <laughs> and he still fed them. Yeah, yeah just brush, just lick off the hair, kids. Lick off, lick off the mouse. Lick, lick, lick off the lick, mouse poop. Lick off the mouse. Lick, yeah, off, lick just, off the mouse. Lick off the mouse that's just sat on top of the. It'll be fine. Just lick the fur off of it. Then take the skin off. Yeah. Then just shred the bones with your with yeah. your tongue. Scrape away the mouse mouse bones. They they don't mean anything. Or even better still, stick the mouse bones in and use them as tiny little cocktail sticks. She, she's, look, she's looking at me going, Daddy, I don't like this very much. And I'm going, you haven't got to the mints yet, motherfucker. When you get to the mints, then we can talk. <laughs> now, how old are you kids? I've got your box of chocolates, but when you open it up, it's just the bones six. of dead mice. They're both six. They're twins. Oh, the twins. Oh, okay. That's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is definitely creepy. They haven't got to the stage yet where they can they can try and trick me. I I I I recognise them too well for them to do that shit. In fact, I just catch them doing pretty much and practically everything. Like uh, we were playing a gate, uh, like there's a gate, you know, a kind of twenty questions where you have like something stuck on your head and you've got to guess who you are. There was a Disney edition of that, and they they were fucking looking at themselves in the television, and I was just snapping it off of their head and going, "Cheaters don't win." penalty of one mickey mouse token and they're crying and shit going no but i don't do that i said well, that's what that's what happens to cheaters <laughs> this is how we learn what what, if, what what if your kids grow up and when they grow up they start dating like twins so they come home and you're sitting looking at one of your daughters with a boyfriend who's a twin and you're looking at your other daughter with her boyfriend, no, no, yeah, and I'm just twin. sat in the corner, repeat, repeatedly clearing my uh, contact lenses with saline solution, <laughs> yeah, thinking that they've, yeah. they've come fucked up again. And then they have babies, and uh, who are also twins, and they have quadruplets. And then your other side, they have quadruplets. And then you just become. And then I, and then I have the, an army. You become, yeah, yeah, either the leader of an army or or, or the head of the world's first human Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I'm all about the pyramids, yo. Now, do you recall, John, the sexual position that your children were conceived in? Because if you do, I mean, it's a snapshot in time that you could pass on to other parents. I, That's the winning position that guarantees twins. If you're, like, I, hanging I, upside down from the ceiling or, like... The, I, I remember the sexual position in which my children realized that their father was conceivably a pervert. Well, that you were caught in... <laughs> Oh, I don't even know. 
I almost had a threesome with twins once. They walked in as her ass touched the ceiling on the sex swing before she... Oh, damn, Nasty, that would be some crazy shit. It was terrible. It was my <laughs> one and only chance at a threesome. They were so drunk. They were these Norwegian nannies who came into town when all the rich people were out skiing. And, uh, you know, they hadn't seen too many black folks, so we were pretty popular. And, uh, you know, fast forward to the end, we were getting down and dirty. And then the one vomited, and then the other felt bad and started helping her clean up and then got sick and vomited, too. Oh, and I told down, you, man. I would have gone through <laughs> with it, too. Vomit at all, I still would have gone through with it. Yeah, oh, no, man. Why does, that, why does that shit always happen when threesomes are about to occur? I, I, there, there's so many stories I know of people who were just about to have, vomit. They, they just, they, obviously, they have to be to a certain level of drunkness to think it's a good fucking idea in the first place. But it's you have to hit them just at the right moment, or it's all going to go wrong, and there will be puke, and it will just end up with a frustrated masturbation session. Pretty much, it's a curse. Yeah. I once came. I, I once came really close to a threesome with uh, with two Norwegian pines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something because Brian mentioned something about about the about the girls, but then you went off into your giant story about the Ponzi scheme with multitudes of children. Of a possible of an army. Of, of, oh, it was the position. It was the position. <laughs> if oh, the you position, did want to yeah. know what the yeah. position was, I, I, I do, I do, I do. Rec- the position is, is oh, you. I do uh, it's the, it's the, I do recall. It's the girl on. Oh, I recall. It's the girl on top. It's the girl on top. It's the girl on top. And just before right. you say, but we might have babies, so we need to use a condom. And she says, don't you want to not use one? And you go. Well, yeah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> and then you have babies. So you have to have that conversation. And then if you do it that way, you then have twins, just as like God smiting you for being so lackadaisical about contraception. Wow. I think it's pretty clear this podcast needs to be destroyed. <laughs> for the sake of all men everywhere. No disrespect. We have to do mankind Trust a me, favor. Fine. And bend this if... deep. Somewhere, somewhere it's warm near the Earth's core. So it can't be recovered again. If we're destroying any podcast, then it will, it would, really should, be the one with Jay and Ryan. But obviously, being palms and bread, that shit is not getting destroyed or edited. Yeah, we just, <laughs> we, yeah, we just keep everything in. That was the other bit where Ryan just goes, "You are going to edit that outright," and you go, nope. "No, <laughs> <laughs> no." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good times. Yeah, it's always it's always nice. I like we, we've we, at least we've interspersed and delved back into Christmas every now and again. Yeah. And we didn't get too biblical. Yeah, and no, also, so Brian, when you get home, when you get home from spending your time with your family at Christmas, what do you like to do? Um, you know, uh, if you would have asked me that question a few years ago, I, I probably would have given you different answers, but now um, I, I just have to admit I've become a complete pussy. It's so cold. I can't. I, I just don't want to be outside. I've, I've. I know there's a physiological reason. I know the blood thins when you leave, um, you know, cold areas, but mainly psychologically, I, I just I'm unable to deal with the temperatures. It was eight below zero when I got there on Monday. Do and, some Brian. Uh, Brian, Brian can I just say, Brian, I you're the most. Yeah, Brian, Brian, you're the most disappointing black man I've ever met. 
Oh, you want me to talk about? Yeah, I fucking walk around. <laughs> I thought you'd be drinking. I thought you'd be drinking a forty. Dunking on white people and shit. Yeah, I thought you'd be drinking a forty and fucking, you know, fucking up some shit. Well, let me give you the true. I'll give you the true story first. Well, actually, I'll give you two stories, and you can guess which one's true and which one's fictional. Okay. So, story one is it's cold as fuck. It's eight below. As soon as the wind blows, you pretty much just want to die. And just stay inside and play Candyland and, you know, watch um, Val Kilmer movie marathons. <laughs> Second story is you got to keep your pimp hands strong. So you got to walk into CVS. You got to walk into drugstores. And when you see old women, especially old white women, you got to say, where the fuck were you in the 60s during the civil rights movement, bitch? You got to knock all those fucking Depends undergarments out of your fucking hand. And make them fucking pick that shit up and say, you know what? You fucking deserve incontinence. You deserve it. You deserve it because you didn't fucking stand up with us in the 60s and 70s, so fuck you. That's my favorite thing to do during the holiday season. Oh, man, I'd be I'd so believe it was that old like, ladies thing if old Kilmer wasn't involved. I know. I like to believe there's a middle ground. <laughs> I'm lying. Just, it was Kathy Bates. Can I just ask, what is Candyland? <laughs> you guys don't have Candyland? No. I don't even remember. It's a kid's game. It's like it, inv- it involves, uh, you know, dice and candy canes and slides and, you know, it's stupid. Sounds awesome. Yeah, you, you'd actually, <laughs> you'd like it. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, Mon- yeah. It's like Monopoly, but in an, in an enchanted candy forest. But do, do, you, do you come home and play it on your own? Well, it's a you slightly can't. different version. When I, when I play the home game of Candyland, it uh, involves lowering the shades and putting on some motive candles, maybe some Engelbert Humperdinck, maybe some uh, maybe some Willie Nelson, maybe some Melissa Etheridge, if I'm feeling a little randy. It involves uh, significant amounts of, um, of uh, gold bond medicated powder on the testicles. <laughs> With and, Bold, uh, Boardwalk Empire on in the background. I've never seen that show, so I can't, yeah, no. I'm the only, uh, I'm the only person in America who's never seen Boardwalk Empire or what's the other show with the, the, the meth dealer? Breaking Bad. Yeah, I've never seen Breaking Bad, Bad or Boardwalk Empire either. Yeah. So are you guys like Doctor Who nuts? Is that a rite of passage? What's that? Doctor Who. So what's the deal with that on the island? Is that, is that, it's like... Yeah, Doctor, just... Doctor Who's a big thing over here, and he's just, yeah, I think he was just premiered tonight, and I'm pretty sure Brad probably watched it, so he can answer. Um, well, it's, 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 it's interesting. I will be watching the new one, because I like the guy who's playing the Doctor, but um, I don't know. It's kind of like, it's it's an institution, because when it was on back in the day, it was kind of, it was sort of one of the highest budget things, even though it looked remarkably shit. Yeah. Um. And all of the campness and the tweeness about it was kind of like accepted as a given because it was like the 70s, so it was everything was fucking camp, so it was fine. And um, yes. but like they kind of they rebooted it and they made the first one like badass with Christopher Eccleston and and that was all all well and good, you know. They they rebooted it and made it all slick and it was kind of like okay, it's going in a new direction. And uh, but then some of the later episodes, you know, some of the Christmas episodes. I'm just watching it and I'm just thinking, this is some pretty gay shit right here. This is some, this is some really, I'm struggling to, you know, there's people singing Christmas carols and, you know, it, it, it was never that gay. 
it was it was always more nerdy than it was gay, and now it's quite gay. Well, they've definitely, they've, I mean, they've, they've 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 got one of the most visceral Scotsmen ever to play. Oh yeah, now they've got the guy from the thick of it who's absolutely brilliant. I remember watching you, the uh, 80s with my mom. There was a, I'm, I'm like just a... going to nip for a quick pee, guys. Oh, yeah. All right, nice one. I... What, watching Doctor Who in the 80s, what, the, yeah, the kind of uh, the, the fucking scarecrow-looking motherfucker. <laughs> I just remember he was a middle-aged white guy with an afro, and I, I used to just stare at him like, how, how does this kink like that? I don't understand. I was thinking maybe, you know, he was a, a mulatto or something. We we have some um we have some uh, clans in Scotland and also some Irish people who have a natural frizz, uh, which which could be uh you know it's 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 a very strange thing. There is actually a young kid who lives locally to me, and he's like a a little white kid and he's like twelve years old, and he has an afro which is probably a you know it's fucking enormous ginger it's ginger but it's fucking enormous and it's not it's. Not curly. It's proper. It's a proper afro. The hair is 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 is. is uh, he, I've seen combs in it. I have seen a comb in it. He's wow. he's rocking this awesome ginger fro, and so he's uh, just running wild in his natural habitat with all the other little English kids. But he's a ginger yeah, fro. he's a ginger fro kid. He's the palest fucking kid as well you've ever, <laughs> ever seen in your life. A pale ginger kid with just this ginormous afro. To be honest, I, I think to be, it, like, it is essentially a giant ginger pussy magnet. I think for, it seems to be working for him. He's always uh, he's always strolling with with gals. Oh, so he's like a teenager. So he's uh... yeah, he's a, yeah, 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 he's like a yeah, he's like a young teenager. Yeah. Nice. You know, good on him. Like, every, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely yeah. good on him. As long as you know. I'm not. I'm not intimidated by the youth. I'm thinking about dyeing my hair red, making sure that the uh, the carpets match the the carpet matches the drapes too. Just go pure red. Be like, <laughs> be a blinger. <laughs> Just, Just fire red, fire red pubes. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, back, uh, you don't see a lot of white people with afros these days. Back in the 70s, if you could grow an afro, you just had an afro. That's just what you did. It was just the zeitgeist. You, you just, if you could afro, you afroed. There's definitely a stupid. You did. Afro. Yeah. Yeah, now, so, now I think, yeah, it's very strange. It's actually, it's strange though, because, oh, I think it's, I think there's not a lot, there's not a lot of afros overall. As, well, definitely not as many. But every time I see one, I always think, that's fucking cool. That is cool. There you're, yeah, you're rocking a very, very decent afro. I don't think I've ever seen one and thought, that shit. Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe it's, it's generations, maybe younger. We don't even have, cap- there are people who have lost the capability of fro-growing. <laughs> it's devolving from humanity, the, 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 the afro gene. The ability to grow, yeah, <laughs> to, the ability to grow fro's is being... Uh, uh, it was so nice if other things had been targeted, <laughs> like small breasts. We need to yeah, more fro- more fros, less small titties. Speaking of which, I was thinking about that's training. Right, that's... How much time? Like training. you're going through your day, you know, you're just John. You're walking through the streets of your hometown. 
how often do you, does your mind just kind of start thinking about training bras? Because for me, it's like 100% of the time. I'm obsessed with it. Just think about training bras. What is the I'm, purpose? I'm obsessed with micro bikinis at this point in time. Micro bikinis. Well, micro bikinis are for people that have worn their training bra for enough time to have that to have their titties fully trained. But what are we training here? Are, like, are the titties wild and unruly? Are they like these like beast titties that just need to be like whipped into shape? Like, what are we teaching they them to do? What? Separate what? away from each other in opposite directions. <laughs> like tiny that... dogs, the nipples are like the nose. Because you know, I'm, I'm looking at all these small brown women. Walking uh, the streets of Washington, I'm thinking, I hope you have the receipts to your training bras because they did not teach them to be large. You should really return them. <laughs> but honestly, I'm just like, Fuck, I, I bought I the timid it. brand of training bra. I don't even know what a training bra is. Is it? I, I thought it was for like girls that were just starting to develop breasts. It was just like practice. Yeah, but what are you practicing? What, what practice having? Because you, if you got titties, you got titties. Exactly. Is, it not just, is it not just bras with just easily, very easily unclippable straps at the back? <laughs> I don't I think we're going to argue this until the end of mankind. I don't think we'll ever know. But yeah, like John said, you have to, if you have titties, you have titties. There's no, there's no practice. Every, every, yeah. every minute of your life is game time. You got, you got boobs. You got to negotiate that shit. There's no training. Because there's just a certain stage where they just don't want to have, like, yeah, you've got, like, a minus one A cup. So that's your bra size. So probably, like, everything from minus one, everything from, like, zero to, like, 0.9 size titty <laughs> comes in a training bra. And then when they can actually start calling it big numbers, then you get into real titties. Yeah, a training, a training bar for a girl with tiny tits. It's basically just an empty polythene bag with nothing in it. And they I just... just think it's just like, <laughs> with, like, megaphones and really short polyester shorts yelling and screaming and, like, all these boobs doing calisthenics, like, you know, doing high knees through a bunch of car tires and doing the high jump and running sprints around the track. And, like, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, the, the Rocky theme song in the background. Like, what, but what's the end state? What, what are we trying to tell the boobs with the training bras? Like, what are we teaching them? That, it, it's an important question. What what can we teach titties? It's an like, important question yeah. that nobody's asking until now. Nobody's asked this question. And why why don't nobody's they have why don't they have yeah why don't they have training knickers and you know like training training briefs for guys? You know why don't we have to like train to Tra- wear training man? dildos? Yeah, <laughs> nobody fucking told me how to use my dick. I never got like fucking training draws. I don't fucking know. I still don't know how to use that shit. <laughs> Yeah, I was pooping through that hole in the front of the boxers for like exactly. three weeks before anyone showed me what to do. I didn't get any fucking classes. There's no guidance counselor. It was just okay. I'm an adult. I just I'm supposed to know how to use this thing. You get a, you get a training co- you get a training condom, and every time you try to roll it down, if you're doing it wrong, it just says no, 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 no. That's the one. I mean, think about your earliest sexual experiences. Couldn't you have used some kind of like dick coach? You know, the first time when you were 15 or whatever, and you were, you know, at your senior prom. Yeah, just some guy just turns up over your shoulder and just goes, (laughs) now, regardless of what you think right now, the trick is not to go as fast as you possibly and humanly can go. (laughs) 
Okay, thanks, coach. <laughs> exactly. Man, that would have been cold. Yeah. Oh, but the thing is with training bars as well is there's some poor young girls that are being left out where they're just being sent to school because their parents can't afford it with um, the bottom of egg cartons cut out, two top bottom of egg cartons cut out and just held together with string. <laughs> Those boobs don't get into the better colleges. Yeah. <laughs> Those are like public school titties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If they, yeah, if they got put, yeah, and if they, if they start to develop more, you can, you just increase the size of the container. You might have to start using fruit, coconuts, melons. <laughs> what, what is your actual sexual training as a, as a young lad? Other than you know, like when I was a young lad, and I don't know about Brian, but you know, like porn was pretty much unaccessible. You know, because the internet didn't exist, and and magazines were quite hard to come on. What was your what was your training? I mean, for me, up from the ages of about eleven to fifteen, my sexual training consisted of Jean Claude Van Damme films. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's like that. That's like the closest I came to porn was watching a fucking Belgian guy doing the splits. It's pretty erotic. Yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty early. Ava- <laughs> it was available early for me, so yeah, I would just watch porn on the internet. It was, it was, it was pretty easy. And before then, you know, you know, when when you're re- when it was really early in life, you would just have a kid at the bottom of the road who would uh, who would say, "Here, you know what sex is," and you'd say, "What, what, what is sex?" And then you he would just put one finger, one fi- he would just put one finger out and then just poke it through. His hooped other hand about six times and go, that's a dick and that's a woman, and then just jab it through the hole. So that's that was that's your pre-training, yeah. I had nothing because I have no like uncles and I have no brothers. I have two older sisters. I didn't have shit except for the people my own age. So I actually had sex before I ever masturbated. It's crazy. Nobody ever believes me when I say it, but it's, you, it's a sad you story. fucking monster. Dude, it was crazy. I was on vacation in France with my family. I was young, young, just young. I wasn't even really interested in girls. I basically got molested by this older chick. And then I was like, oh, man, that is fucking awesome. And then when I got back to the States, I didn't get laid for a year. It was a nightmare. Just a nightmare. And that's when I, I discovered masturbation. So so you were the kid that came back that from France <laughs> bragging bragging about get, meeting this exotic woman, but nobody believed you, I take it. Well, you know, I didn't brag. It was just that turned me on to the whole thing. So then I just wanted to fuck everything on two legs. And, uh, yeah, I got I got no response to that. <laughs> yeah, just walking up. Hey, baby, what's happening? I'm European. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, well, she, 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 she obviously grown up in Scotland. When I was a teenager, <clears throat> you know, like, it was like foreplay or the attempt to actually have sex with a lady was uh, basically involved getting hammered, pissed, getting steaming drunk, walking about the town centre carrying a condom and basically just waving the condom in lasses' faces saying, I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to fuck you. And I, I never get fucked. That is, to be honest, that just sounds exactly like what I expected. Yeah, yeah. From, from you and Scotland. <laughs> that kind of reminds me uh, of one of the stories that you told. Uh, I can't remember who show it was, but you were saying uh, 
you were on a first date with a woman, you got super drunk and you left her at the movie theater to go back to the pub with your yeah. friends. Even more <laughs> right. I don't remember whose show it was, but that that was me. And it, we yeah. were we were we were watching Die Hard with a Vengeance, and it was a great film. <laughs> Which saves it all. I know. That's okay. You walk. You walked right. You walked right in the streets. Uh, uh, Brian casually asked, and I just did as you can expect, what you can imagine, and that's just falsely pretend to be mildly gay, and then pretend that I needed or thought I may well be changing changing my sexuality. But I just wanted to try with the girl I've been friends with for quite a while, and it you know actually worked quite effectively. <laughs> nice. You just pretend to be gay for a certain amount of time until you win their trust. And then, and then you have sex with them, and prove that you're not gay. So then, what happens afterward? Um, uh, usually, um, you then give them advice about how to have sex with one of your friends, and then they have a long-lasting and, and fruitful relationship with one of your friends. <laughs> so they don't resent you for lying for living a lie. They don't resent you for that. No, not 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 usually. They just they just they then hold pride for the rest of their lives that they managed to turn. Somebody. Oh, I see. Got it. Got it. Nice. <laughs> it helps it's everybody. Approach. It's a win-win situation for everyone. So you apart have to bang a bunch of dudes first. From, just... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Apart from the fact that it's made me awfully, awfully gay and all the sucking, sucking, <laughs> publicly sucking penis just to prove the fact in the first place has been very awkward. You gotta develop your cover, you know. You gotta get out, gotta get out there and bang a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Openly. Really yeah. Hey, baby. Just before we do this, here's a video of me skiing, just to prove that you know this is real. Fine. Yes, sir. Do you do you do you think you've been all you can be this year and going into next year? What's your goals for next year, man? What do you plan on doing <laughs> next year? Man, you got some questions. I know. It's a beautiful question. Sorry, but uh, I did. I, I did just laugh at it. It was very. It was poignant. And uh... I'm gonna make you answer when I'm done answering that, this question. Yeah, good. Well, you know, I, I I can honestly say I've given it no thought about what I'm gonna do next year because I think next year is gonna go a lot like this year. Um, I can tell you this. Pregnant pause. I thought you I can tell you this. Hang up. I plan on <laughs> how sexist this sounds. Like I, I just got out of a pretty long relationship. So I'm you know, kind of a, a single guy again. I plan on plowing through as much pussy as humanly possible in two thousand fourteen. <laughs> you can DM me. My uh, Twitter is at black underscore underscore elvis Twitter. All right. Pictures, now that you can do that, are um, encouraged. Um, so I'm going to get out there, and I'm just going to basically plunder some ass in 2014. That's my plan. I'm going to do some ass plundering. It's going to be like medieval-style ass plundering. Like, I'm going to walk into your fucking village and surround that shit with a bunch of Conan motherfuckers with swords and make all the women come out and just, like, plunder it and just go town-to-town plundering shit, but with my dick instead of swords. That's my yeah. plan. I'm gonna, you're going to be the third I, thing. I, I you're going to be the third incident entitled "Pussy Riot" that gets somebody arrested. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cause while, a pussy while, diaspora where all the women are going to have to like, <laughs> lead to the coasts. Yeah, while, while being afraid of the cold and playing Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I wish so, those so, bits so, in 2004, yeah, in 2014, basically, Brian Black underscore underscore Elvis for all the ladies out there. I'm cutting this out anyway. <laughs> is going to plunder tons of pussy. Yeah, we're not cutting it. I'm only I'm not going to cut it. Of course, I, I'm not going to. I cut advocate Brian getting loads of pussy. Oh, and, no, definitely, uh, definitely. I'm for. I'm pro Brian getting pussy. I'm pro Brian getting pussy. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Brian is a damn fine piece of ass. Thank you. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I like to think so. I'm not being cocky. I'm just, <laughs> I think so I'm objectively I've got a pretty well-developed ass, years of track and field, baseball. There's some, you know, <laughs> again, musculature back there. Likes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much the plan. I'm just going to, like, just run through a bunch of broads. Pretty much. That's that sounds like a good year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I feel I'm, I'm re- I think Pablo's now <laughs> rethinking his plan. I'm, I'm, I'm rethinking my life, rethinking the plan now. <laughs> yeah. Why wasn't that on my list? What's wrong with me? <laughs> what I really would like to oh, do, I'm honestly... Gonna some, I'm going to go get me some women where I'm always thinking, oh... Uh, I want to start, yeah. like, borrowing people's children, like little kids, and just going into parks. And doing the the whole Adam Sandler gig, like, oh, where's 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 the baby's mother? Oh, she she died during childbirth, and now it's just the two of us, and just doing that <laughs> shit. So it's like it's a legitimate business where I babysit your kids, so you and your wives can go out and you know get some time away from your kids and enjoy yourselves, while I use your kids to get laid. <laughs> it's a win win situation for all of us. That's a, a, a it's a great pickup line, you know that your missus died during childbirth. They pick up a girl. But then, when you actually yeah. when you actually finally get get romantic with that girl and you you start making love with that girl, and you're wanting to move on to the next one, then you can admit the truth during intercourse with that girl that your wife died during childbirth, oh, but only because you, you, yeah yeah, yeah but only good. because you killed her during childbirth. <laughs> That's good. It out there. That's good. I appreciate it. No, all all input is encouraged. No, I mean, my, my for, for me next year... Just all, wear a T-shirt. All, all t-shirt. I was thinking about was possibly, possibly, at some point, maybe plundering a pussy. Maybe. Just oh, one? To, uh, uh, if possible, that'd be nice. Yeah. It's important to, to set achievable goals. Yeah, exactly. Seen. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That, that, that's, it's maybe, it's maybe achie- achievable late. So maybe late you should on. start with no pussy. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah maybe, maybe October, November 2014. Maybe. But now, wait, but you've got a girlfriend, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, when words can say so much. <laughs> what? <laughs> Could you stop? You stop you fucking kidding me? Like. That's a, a joke. Bud right? Light man. I'm a Coors Light man. I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a non-carbonated Bud Ice man. <laughs> Thank God you're joking, because we can't be friends. No, you remember the bit where Pablo said that he was only hoping to have sex once this year. I recall. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The it all links in. And what cigarettes do you smoke, Pablo? Menthol. <laughs> Fine, like cools? 
Tell me you smoke cools, please. Lie to me. Lie to me. Tell me you smoke cools. <laughs> I, I smoked. I smoked the menthol. But do, do you have cools in Scotland? Cool with a uh, K. Yeah, I know what they are, but I don't smoke cools. I smoke cheaper than cools. <laughs> cheaper than cools. So you're kind of like room temperatures. <laughs> slightly yeah. above freezing infernos face infernos I, 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 look, listen I, I'm probably the most pathetic man that you would ever be faced with on a night out ever standing outside a pub drinking my fucking non-carbonated Bud Light smoking my <laughs> Mayfair menthol thinking that <laughs> some kind of fucking something what is a non-carbonated Bud Light what is that it's, just, it's basically just like beer without any fizz. <laughs> I'm so disturbed. Everything you buy, so you buy the beer and you just leave it out on the counter or something so it goes bad? And you you just, it? Yeah, shake the shit out of it and then... You just drink There's it and so you just say, wow, this is so good. It's like I'm not getting drunk and it's totally healthy for me. And I'm just going to... Totally on behalf of america i just want to apologize that we even export that shit to you like honestly that's a it's like a war crime i can't believe we do that that's okay brian i accept on behalf of people that don't drink it (laughs) i can i i don't think i i don't think i ever have i don't know I, i probably have you know, there, there are some parties where there's just swimming pools full of booze, and when you run out of your own booze, then you just go to the swimming pool and pick up whatever is left. Sometimes it might be a Bud Light, but by that time, hopefully, you'll have already, you know, drank yourself into a mild, retarded stupor already. So, what are the what are the cheap beers of uh, the cheap skunky beers of England that Americans oh, might not know? There's one called Skull, S K O L. Skull. It's like three point five percent. It's like a it's a uh, like a Scandinavian lager, and that stuff is cheap. There was another there was another one called uh there's another one called um Hollandia, which was three percent, and they were selling it for seventy four p for four beers. But it was three percent, and they were full fucking massive things of beer so obviously if you were like a kid or a youngster and you wanted to go and get some beers and you had like four quid from your mum if you had four quid you could go and buy like 24 hollandias now even at three percent you know you'd have to drink all of them in the space of around 45 minutes to fill anything and then for the entirety of the time that you felt any kind of buzz off of them you would just be urinating constantly for the entire enjoyment period of it so now a quid, that's equivalent to 600,000. So there's those two. They're pretty fucking scared. That's, that's right, yeah. That's right. It's, I, I, don't, I, think we're, I think we're about at like 150 or 160 or something for a quid at the moment. It goes between that and two, doesn't it? Basically, most of the time it just jumps between either one and a half to two. Right. So like I remember like you know, like one year you buy stuff from America and it's like it's yeah it's like forty four dollars and you and you or like eighty eight dollars you put it in it's forty four pounds then you do it the next year it's eighty eight dollars and it's like sixty six quid and you're like oh 
This is uh, this, that's the only time I ever realise how our economy is doing <laughs> when I buy things uh, <laughs> on Amazon that have a have a different shipping rate and stuff. Brian, yes, Be, being a war hero and all that. <laughs> war hero. Oh, a war <laughs> hero. You've you've travelled some far flung countries and seen some some horrors, I'm sure. Uh, what was probably your most favouritest part? Your most bestest part? The best part? Of uh, just uh, of travel or, or of my uh, military career? Or... Of your military career. What was your most favouritest part of your military career? Favourite part? Boy, that's a good question. You know, I never think about it. Um, I'm proud of like actually still being alive. After three Iraq tours, that's probably number one. Yeah, that's top of the list. Um, but I would have to say, uh, and uh, you know, yeah, I've, I've I've been around to some uh, dangerous places and to some much less so. But uh, my my last tour, I was you know a more senior person and I was in charge of a lot of people, and I was pretty proud that for 365 days we. Um, brought everybody in and brought everybody back with no casualties. I was pretty proud, even though that wasn't really even up to me necessarily. It was really a lot of a luck because my folks were spread out, you know, all over the, all over the country. But I was pretty proud that, uh, you know, we had zero casualties for an entire year. That was, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about that. So I would say that would be the answer to that question. Good, pretty good. fucking answer. Yeah. Pretty good fucking answer. You can't say, wait. Well, you can't. I don't think there's anything required, is there? Essentially, in that, in that, isn't that scenario it's the best you can do? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And what was the best part of skull fucking dead Middle Eastern women? I'm glad you asked me that. Oh my god. Well, first of all, you have to sear the flesh off of their bones, and so for a lot of people, <laughs> <laughs> that is the singular center of pleasure. But for me. That's the foreplay. That's what gets me ready to go. That's what preps the battlefield, no pun intended, for the actual skull fucking per se. Um, I think the best part of it is the audience. Because I, I like, um, you know, kind of like a Roman Colosseum when I'm skull fucking, um, you know, uh, dead people's skulls. I really, I, I need 80,000, 90,000 people in order to maintain a, a healthy erection. <laughs> like a normal, healthy, you know, young man. You know, we need that. 90,000 people watching us uh, desecrate desecrate um, dead people's heads. Um, so I've actually been able to maintain a healthy erection while skull fucking people during audiences of under 50,000 people. And there aren't that many people who can boast that. Yeah. <laughs> and when I say skull fucking too, I mean, I fuck every part of the skull. I mean, you're probably just thinking eye socket. I'm talking nasal passages, ears. <laughs> You know, sometimes I just have a drill, and if I, you know, just kind of look at a place that might need an orifice, I'll just make one, and I'll, I'll fuck that orifice. And she, um, and she, <laughs> an improvisational artist of skull fucking. And you know, she, and I, she, and I, I my own holes. I'm not bound by Mother Nature's holes. And before, Mother before, Nature, before, before you were, before, before you were, before you were deployed to do such skull fucking, were you given, were you given training skills? <laughs> I had to learn all my skull fucking on my own. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Self-taught. 
self-taught skull fucker. But you know what? There's a niche there. There really is. There should be. You know, I could have been much more prepared. I probably could have smashed my own records had somebody actually, you know, taught me in advance. That's a noble profession. <laughs> noble. I will agree with you. Therefore, making Pablo's question you're, still noble. You're onto something, Pablo. Honestly, you should maybe copyright that. I, I don't know what the laws are in Scotland, but maybe get an attorney. You know, get that copyright in. <laughs> some ads in the paper. I don't know if you have Craigslist out in Scotland, but, you know, maybe get some um, volunteers who are willing to be decapitated so you can practice some skull fucking techniques. Get your patent and then, you know, open up a business. Why, why don't you come, come on over and just bring a suitcase filled with skulls and we'll see how far you get. <laughs> with that. I think pretty far. Oh, that's think that's such a really nice invite, isn't it? You want to see Scotland. Pablo wants skulls. What a lovely arrangement. There's magic happening tonight, boys. There's magic. <laughs> sweet, magic sweet. Here. Magic. <laughs> like Freddie Mercury magic. I know, I know, I know, I know for one, I know Bread will listen back and laugh hysterically. And and then give oh, me oh, yeah. <laughs> give me all the cut points and I think we we somewhat detracted off of Christmas. <laughs> some, it's just it's just a bit. King Herod's gonna be able to get some good use out of this shit. <laughs> oh, that's good times. <laughs> good times. We all remember it well. The book was great. Well, let me ask you guys: what are what are your um, New Year's plans? I just got given the uh, I got given the permission to uh, to go forth and plunder. So uh, I'll probably just go out and loiter around incredibly drunk people, you know, hoping that you know someone takes pity on me. Sorry, you were given the permission to go forth and plunder. Yeah, basically, um, I got a text off of my off of the mother of the children saying, "Are you having the girls or am I?" And I said, "Well." Um, if you have them, I will do something. She said, well, I'm skint, so why don't you do something? So I will. What, next year? Do you, no, do you have them in no, years? for New Year's. For New Year's. <clears throat> oh, right, I, okay. I haven't necessarily planned anything, but I know that there's a group of, uh, of, of people that I kind of... There's a group of guys who go to the, a pub that I frequent um, for, <laughs> uh, you know, for... Uh, it's like a biker pub, and I'll probably go there and drink a lot and smoke some weed and... Uh, and uh, that'll probably be about it, yeah. And put off any woman by the company that I keep. But, it's a, uh, it's we'll, a pub, it's a pub where Bread puts his levels on and has sex with as many men as possible, hoping to attract the right woman. Hoping to attract the right woman, exactly. I just stand at the bar jerking off two guys, <laughs> giving one guy a foot job. <laughs> giving one guy a foot job. Blowing tiny bubbles um, with uh, with one of those little you know with one of those little children's bubble things bubbles that actually float across the room and envelop around other men's penises. Training training bubbles. Wow, I'm thinking like bubbles. this could be a, like a romantic comedy starring Catherine Heigl. I see this. I see this. <laughs> <clears throat> this could work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just Seth Rogen freaking out while all this jism, <laughs> all this all this jism, <laughs> but bubbles and balloons goes everywhere. This is a night of inspiration. 
It really is. Box office, box office gross is just one guy sitting in the theatre alone saying, this is gross. No, no, it's two people and Catherine Heigl. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think for me, I'm just going to try and, I'm just going to try and be a nice person. (laughs) Is that that's a resolution or just on New Year's Eve? On Year's Eve, I'm going to try and be a nice person and then fuck everyone for the rest of the year. No, I just want it. I just want it to be good, 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 good to those around me and bad to those that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's nice. That is. That's touching. I feel touched. Yeah. Like and what are you doing, Brian? touched. <laughs> you know, I was actually well asked to, uh, yeah, I was asked to host a party. Well, let's face it, the nuclear the nuclear holocaust is fucking 2014. So you just do what the fuck you want, everybody. Of the holocaust, 2014. Oh, oh, the nuclear, the next, the nu- the, the world's getting nuked in 2014. Do what you want, everyone. Do what you want. Do what you want. That's my excuse every year. I can't f- keep fucking doing that. I know. Sorry, Brian. Sorry, Brian. What were you going to do? Yes, Brian. You were invited. You were asked to to host a party. Well, total buzzkill. I mean, we're talking about skull fucking people now. All of a sudden, you're bringing us down with all this nuclear holocaust stuff. Jeez. Christ's sake! This was a family show until now. Yeah, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It's all going so beautifully. Damn you. (laughs) Yeah. No. Uh, I've got um, just uh, by default. I've just wound up with this really extensive bar. I've got just so much liquor in my place. So, so my friends were asking, uh, basically, they weren't asking. They were saying, hey, you should throw a party so we can drink all your booze. But, you know, I cut through the bullshit. But uh, I don't think I'm going to do that. I think um, I'm just going to go to one of the local local pubs down the street. Kind of keep it low-key. I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I don't like um, all the fireworks and dramatics. I, I just like being in a safe, quiet place, some place where I know I'm not going to get stabbed by all the crazies. People just, they lose their fucking minds on New Year's. I fucking what hate New Year's Eve. Seriously. I hate it. You ha- you, you, I mean, even in, in England, you have to pay to get into pubs that you yeah. go in every day for free. You go in the sure. same place every day for free, like a, just a regular bar or a pub, and then on that day, there's a guy on the door who's like, £10. And I'm like... Ten pounds. The floor smells of piss in there. The floor smells of my piss, and you're going to charge me ten pounds to get in. But Brian's on. Brian, I pissed in here yesterday. Exactly. He's, he's on to something there. Brian's on to something there. It's like New Year is the time of year when people are so so happy that all they want to do is stab each other. It's, uh, he's right. You go to the top with joy. Yeah. So how, 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 how many people? How many people in your street or whatever have such a good time that they end up out in the street, half naked, you know, trying to fight with Stop somebody it. because they love them so much? <laughs> That's how streets are named in America. We have these um, <laughs> these naked love fights, and whoever comes out on top, that street is actually named after you. That's what happens. So you just take your clothes off, you get wasted, and you start wrestling. And, you know, sometimes it gets a little erotic. And that's okay. That's natural. There's touching. There's friction. It's human nature. It's not gay. 
Friction is friction. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a man's hand or a woman's hand. It's equal opportunity. But that's how it is in America. It's manifest destiny. It's head west, young man. It's wrestle another man <laughs> naked and win that fight, and that street is fucking yours. As long as you're wearing a coonskin cap and you got a musket and you race, wrestle another naked man down to the ground, that shit is yours. You own it. In fact, in America, if you're wearing a coonskin cap and you touch something, by law, but it's in the Constitution, you own it. <laughs> It. A coonskin cap, you touch it, it's yours. Or if you spit on it. Uh, that's, it's beautiful. It was called Tammy Boulevard because she beat her husband and ran him out of the house. Later, we changed it to Hank Street because he came back and shot her in the face. <laughs> Love fights. Love fights. That's deep. Is, that, is that why every street in Scotland is called Big Rab? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll fuck all the women and the fight all of you. <laughs> and now all the streets are named after me, and no one can find their way home. Do you guys do eHarmony in Scotland? Like online dating? Is that it? It's that everywhere. eHarmony is, is everywhere. Red's all about the online dating. No, I'm not. I wish I had access to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. No, no. If it, if it was if it was good, then it would uh, it would be alright. Bullshit. <laughs> I envy you guys. I wish I could be in Europe. I wish I could be in Europe right now. Do, do you know that? Do you know that Brad's specialities are pool cleaning? Pool cleaning. Oh yes. Brad is a pool specialist, apparently. Was the at the part? What was the? Uh, I think it might have been the same story I was referencing before. The uh, the actor, sadly, where the, the the guy was killed in the pool and had the <laughs> Michael Barrymore. You know, what's his name? Uh, Michael Barry. Uh, Michael Barrymore was the uh, celebrity. Michael Barry. Yeah, that was yeah. from um, what's her name's what's her name's show. Yeah, because uh, Courtney. Yeah, yeah, because of Brett's bio, because of his bio, he's listed in some sort of Twitter directory as being a specialist in. Pools and uh, other fun, family-oriented, other, other such as swimming-related uh, water functions. <laughs> Just breads, cooping. <laughs> so, if you need a pool or a jacuzzi or anything like that, oh, if you need I'm, an so air happy, I'm so happy! I'm so happy! I'm so happy just hearing that you know, just this chat that Brian actually listens to our shows. I do. I do actually. I do. I'm not bullshitting. I do. I, I haven't heard them all. I won't lie. I've, I've, I've missed a few, but uh, I try to listen to them. You missed a few. What ones? I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> like, I'm so happy. Yeah, but <laughs> I missed all the ones. I missed all the ones that Pablo was in. <laughs> but if I may, uh, just just kind of. Uh, Sort of introduce a new subject. I, I would really like to spend some quality time talking about ejaculation because I think this is important. And I've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and sperm into this study that I've um, sort of unofficially compiled. And it basically involves ejaculating underwater. And I've noticed mm -hmm. different methods of ejaculation. I mean, the, the actual act of ejaculation itself is the same, but the way that the actual ejaculate, the semen, reacts to water 
based on the temperature and the speed is quite astounding. And I think we can actually come to some pretty interesting conclusions and make some pretty interesting hypotheses. So let's say you're at the, the public pool where you might be wanking it, say, to, you know, the, I don't know, the ass crack of a 19-year-old lifeguard. You're in the waiting pool. You jack off. It comes out. It just stays in the clump. It just stays in front of you, and it's evidence. So you kind of got to, you know, move your hand back and forth, waving it really quick to, to dissipate it. And it's kind of implicating. You don't really want it there. So you think, well, I need the sperm to move. So you go into a hot tub, right? And if you're in a hot tub, you ejaculate in the hot tub. If you're not by a vent, it's kind of the same thing. You know, bubbles to the surface a little bit and spreads out and dissipates, but it's still pretty obvious. But if you actually move to the to the vent, if you fucking bust a nut in the in the vent of the hot pool, that shit fucking spreads out quick. <laughs> and not only does it spread out, but it breaks down, it becomes translucent, and it's gone. You can't tell like, a sperm bubble from just a water bubble. And then you start thinking, man, there's like women in here that are trying to get pregnant, right? This is pretty cool. So I could be a daddy. With that. The problem is. The problem is the temperature is too high because if it's like 110 degrees in there, that sperm's going to die. So what you need to do, this is what I'm getting at. This is my, my grand thesis here. What I'm trying to get at is if you want to, <laughs> if you want to, <laughs> if you want to anonymously impregnate people in a public pool, what you need to do is you need to have room temperature or like air temperature hot tubs. So you need to like fucking like go to the public pool. You need to have vents that push that water at the same speed, the same velocity that that hot tubs do, but at room temperature. So you could just like bust a nut at the pool and knock up like thirty bitches. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> but then you on the same day, and they're all in hospital on the same day to give birth to the children in the same city. As far as I'm concerned, that's the Christmas message right there. That is. That is. And let's not talk about chlorination. Let's just pretend we live in a world without chlorine. Let's just, like, pull that variable out of the equation. See, when the problem, well, my problem is whenever I wank in the bath, it just basically looks like a giant pink shark trying to eat curdled milk. It just stays there. It just floats. It doesn't do anything. It's not aggressive. Your sperm, your seed needs to be aggressive. That's your seed. It's out. It's ejaculated. It's like fucking. It's not. It's not just like you know the mortarmen behind the lines or like archers. It's like it's like the cavalry. It needs to be out there running. You can't just bust a nut in a bathtub. It needs to be in a jacuzzi where it's just spread out and <laughs> shot forth. It's like but, it's where it's got a blast radius. A blast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> blast radius. Blast radius. But sperm, sperm, sperm shot out in a bathtub. That must, that, a movie. No, that that must be like fucking. <laughs> that must be like the fucking Zion for sperm getting spunked into a bathtub because it's just like they've just got like infinite space to roam, you know. Providing you don't pull the plug out, they can just fucking roam, and just that's what, investigate. Yeah. That's what they're meant to do. Your fucking your your sperm is is born to roam. Yeah, no, rough, it, is a, it is a beautiful image. Like it's like a like a Brian it, Brian, it, it, Brian is a now officially the black Bruce Springsteen. Your sperm is born to Rome. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of an underwater microscopic camera 
and the bla- as the blast radius comes out after you blow your load into the into the air vent and it and, and it spreads out across the pool it's like the scene in lord of the rings with all of the arrows but with just microscopic tadpoles <laughs> that was a I'm wonderful not... story brian man that was that was just fucking thank you that was thinking... a story that was just a great it's majestic Majestic technology. Here's how, here's how the movie, I appreciate it. Here's how the movie plays out. So first, it's like an outbreak kind of thing where there are scientists <laughs> trying to control these mass impregnations. And I'm thinking outbreak, you know, I think that was like 1995, 1996, um, Rene Russo and uh, Dustin Hoffman. I'm thinking mm-hmm. Redux. Let's go, I don't know, Natalie Portman. And um, who's that um, who's that brown-haired sidekick in, in all the, um, geez, what's his name? Christ's sake. Who's the guy uh, from uh, uh, 127 Hours? Oh, fuck. Uh, Franco. Franco. James Franco. James Franco. Nice. So yeah. there's scientists, and they're trying to shut this fucking shit down, right? It's like outbreak, and there's dudes wearing, like, medical masks, and there's mass urban evacuations, and all of a sudden, it like... By the way, they picked a great guy, because Dustin Hoffman really does... His face, combined with his body, he just looks like spunk. <laughs> Carry on, sorry. No, that's it. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> that's where I was it's not. It's not. Don't end this movie now. Don't end this movie now. Some cameras under microscopes, and then what they see is it's it's Dustin Hoffman's face attached to a sperm tail, <laughs> and that's that's the problem. <laughs> and once they isolate that, that's it. The mass jacuzzi pregnancy stop. Yeah, specifically Dustin Hoffman's face when he's got that tiny Hitler moustache that he occasionally likes to wear. And his he does occasionally. <laughs> it's like activism on Dustin Hoffman's face as a Jew when he does his tiny little Hitler moustache. I will wear the Hitler moustache anyway. Fuck you. Good old Dustin. Good old D. Good old D. So anyway, that's that's my idea. So it kind of takes like some scientific facts about ejaculation that I've also maybe or maybe not, if um, <laughs> the police are listening or the FBI have done some you know experimentation on public swimming pools and jacuzzis, and you combine that and then you put it, you know, in, in a sort of Hollywood setting, and I think you've got a pretty interesting outbreak slash. I don't know, softcore porn kind of thing going on. But it's also the sort of thing you can think of play on the National Geographic channel because it's also educational. It teaches kids about getting impregnated in public pools. And, and, also, and James Franco wins his first Oscar. See, there you Christianity go. has the Bible. Islam has the Quran. What does Scientology have? Do they have a book? Dianetics. Or is it just Rain Man? <laughs> uh, do they actually have a book? They've got Dianetics. The Dianetics? Is that, is that a book? There's a book called Dianetics, though. So, it's, yeah, it's written by L. Ron Hubbard. Actually, the yeah. book is called Dianetics. It's called Dianetics. But that, that's not their, their actual Bible, but that kind of um, on the surface, surface. On the cervix, it explains... Yeah, it's where where it was all procreated from. It's the cervix of Scientology. The cervix. Um, 
but you know they just uh, scratched the surface but what you actually have to do some internet research but um basically they've got some documents that say there were uh, i don't know some space beings from five billion years ago or something that traveled across the universe and they needed hosts because the hosts on their home planet died so they came to earth and these they uh they infected us human beings and uh so the whole purpose of scientology is to teach how to push these intergalactic hosts out of our bodies that's pretty much um scientology and i think there's a lot of cocksucking involved also I've got to be Absolutely honest, of, of, all the, of all the religions, I would probably be the most believing in Scientology. <laughs> you, you don't think you've... No, well, I've, 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 I've given a choice between Islam, no, you, you... Christianity and Scientology, I would probably pick Scientology. Let's be let's be let's be be honest and frank about it. I'd I'd, I'd pick that one above all others because that would. I would I, I, no, I, I would I would prefer one that doesn't absolutely require a monetary bursary from me. Whichever one I don't actually have to pay to be involved in. <laughs> That's the one I'm going for. The one with the least cost. Oh, what, what, what would you what, what would you choose to believe in? The one with. The god and the all-powerful being are the one that actually involves aliens. Written by a science fiction author. Yeah, absolutely. Of course I'm going to believe that shit. It's all kind of the same thing. It's all kind of science fiction to me. Do you know how you can spot Tom Cruise in an orgy? I just want to be a Jedi. Do you know how you can spot Tom Cruise in an orgy? Because he's the only one sitting with a cat with tentacles. But you can't, yeah, so you look you look into Scientology, don't look too hard, otherwise you will be found by them and they'll grind you into a tiny dust which is used to make a tooth scrubber for Tom Cruise's teeth. That's a fact. That's a fact, so don't look too hard into it. Don't That's try and hack that shit. the 17th Amendment of the United States Constitution. <laughs> By the way, Brian, your ejaculation monologue was spectacular. I'm glad you liked it. I've been uh, really spending a lot of time thinking about ejaculating in different um, different aquatic environments because I think that um, it's uh, a subject that has but gone understudied. A very cold bath is uh, is is it sounds like what what happens to Pablo if it's uh, if it's uh, if it's a, a, a what is it a pink Shark trying yeah. to eat a cuddled ice, cuddled milk, curdled milk. Yeah, there's something sad about coming into a cold bath. <laughs> something kind of Oliver Twist about that. Yeah, it's kind of wistful and. Uh, I, I would like it's to just spunk. It's, its own special kind of loneliness. I would like to spunk in a bathing pool while a woman gives birth. Ooh. No, but hold on. You got something there. I mm-hmm. like that. Hold on. Yeah. Call it that. Yeah. I'm listening. Keep going. So that's, no, that's just what I would like to do. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. I'm still with you. <laughs> <laughs> it still sounds okay. I was hoping there was going to be a reason for it.
Still there? Hello? Yep. Hello. Sorry, a little malfunction. That's all right, man. What? Yeah, what was the idea, Pablo? That you were going to try and impregnate her at the same time as her giving birth? No, I would like. I would like to. I would also like to spunk in a in a decarbonated Bud Light. Because it might not get you drunk, but it might get you pregnant. So you would just like to to, to ejaculate into things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I would like to ask what are the, the strangest things or places or people that you've ejaculated in? <laughs> <coughs> I think the audience wants to know. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm still choking on Doritos. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> Those Doritos, they really stick around. They really do. They're like fucking <laughs> Yeah, like, like six, six years later and you're just... <laughs> oh, shit, man. Those Doritos. Oh, it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> so come in with a hazmat suit on and just some Doritos in the in the in the leather glove. Eating, eating Doritos is like swallowing the spunk of Iceman. Iceman. Mm-hmm. Iceman. I don't get it. I suppose it depends on the flavour, because I would have thought it would have been hot. <laughs> I always find it rather hot. What so eating Doritos? Think... Yeah, relatively. You know the the uh, the what are they? The hot and spicy ones. I usually find those quite hot and spicy. <laughs> yeah, but there's also cool Doritos in a blue packet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you guys ever thought about this? Do you guys um? And again, I'm I'm sorry. I've got this uh, new world ignorance, but. You can buy a ham in America that's canned, like a canned ham, and it's uh, mm-hmm. contained in aspic. I'm just presuming those are sold in the, oh. uh, in Great Britain also, where you, you kind of like there's like a little key and you put it in the uh, in the oh, tip yeah. and you, you peel it back and it peels back off the metal. You guys have that? Canned ham, canned ham, canned beef, corned beef. Yeah, yeah. just okay, yeah. So that you guys, kind of... you guys don't right. Yeah. So, that the aspic is that material, that greasy material inside, you know, that kind of preserves that the ham or the beef or whatever the can material is. So what if you took yeah. that aspic, and I don't know what the aspic is. I assume it's jelly and fat and all kinds of other stuff. But what if you took that because the texture is, you know, it's, it's rubbery, but, you know, there's some viscosity to it. What if you took yeah. it and you, you know, you put it into an oven mitt and you preheated your oven to, say, like 175 degrees and you put that oven mitt with the aspic in the oven for say 15 minutes and then you took that oven mitt out and then you took your pants down and you fornicated with that oven mitt furiously i think that you would experience a pretty powerful orgasm from that i see what you mean are you are you are you were talking enough of the aspect in the glove to form something that's substantial around your girth? I would imagine. I would think so, and I would think that the heat would also add some um, solidification to it because at room temperature that aspect is, you know, it's pretty it's pretty you know liquefied. But I think if you heated it up, I think you would probably have. You'd be able to get some kind of a firm, fleshy sort yeah. of pulp. Yeah, I think so. 
I think so. And I think that would be a good masturbatory experience. Oh, yeah, I think I've got some uh, tinned ham, to be fair. And everything bad happens inside the oven mitt, which is good. So, like, outside the oven mitt, there's no jism. So if you, like, pick up a steak, like, you're cool. There's no sperm on your steak. I'm totally up for that. I bought, got, bought some new oven gloves as well. So that means that the old ones, you know, they're about to go out anyway. And they're also double-handed ones, which means I get two fucks out of it. <laughs> This year's starting. This year's going to start better already. I'm just trying to make your, you know, your ejaculatory experiences. I'm just trying to widen your horizons when it comes to ejaculation. It shouldn't just be okay. I'm coming. Okay, there's a Kleenex. Here's a sock. Here's an inflatable woman. This is an electric socket. You know, and all those routine things that most men ejaculate into. I think we need to ejaculate into more unorthodox things. As men, we need to evolve. I, I, I agree. It's too much, too much, uh, like, painting ejaculate by numbers. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. We were going to at least say it once. Dave, you'll have to do another rap. Oh, an orthodox Jews. Oh. <laughs> fair enough. Sorry, guys. No, I, 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 I'm drunker. Sorry, guys. I'm drunker than Jeffrey Dahmer opening up his fridge eating a whole shitload of body parts and then realising that they were Oliver Reed's. That's, you would be quite drunk. That sounds bad, yeah. And also, it is, it would, the, the homosexual thing all fits as well. I, I reckon that they're onto a theory. Could be. That's okay. Well, I, I was going to say, Brian, I do appreciate descriptions of because, you know, I, I, I think that's something that I do find that I run out of. I run out of objects. You know, sometimes I sit for hours just try, trying to, you know, think about different things that I haven't already ejaculated onto for the purposes of humour. And, uh, you know, I also need to get more serious about the sexuality of it. Because, you know, Spunkins, it's not it's not fun in games. Like you said, if, you know, with the shockwave thing, it's, it's, it's actually, it's, it's spreading life. Life will find a way, I believe uh, Jeff Goldblum once said. I think he did. Yes, he did. And Life uh, will find know, a way. Is, yeah, it's a serious business, and I'm all about it. You know, I appreciate that. That your your words are heartfelt. I appreciate that. That um, that hits me in a very emotional spot. And um, you know, I'm just doing. I think the Lord's work in helping men think outside of the box and find other other media that they might feel comfortable ejaculating in or on or about or generally generally around or even metaphysically like ejaculate in i think this is important um you know it's, it's an area just... that's not it's an area that's not researched into enough there's not enough people working on it there's only you know it's the porn thing there's too much porn on the internet now which means it's only yeah. the select few who will who will who will be the level of perversion where they will fill a, a, a condom full of rice pudding and fuck the living shit out of it. That's cool. You know what? We raised a lot of ejaculation awareness tonight, and I think that's the most important thing. You know, we fellas, did. it's not we... just about Pornhub and Kleenex. It's metaphysical. You you honestly, you've got to take the blinders off. You've got to think four dimensional. You've 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 got. It, there's a brave new world of jizz out there. 
gentlemen, if you're listening, and you just have to be willing to take the journey. Listen to journey while you're jacking off. Strangle yourself. Listen to journey. You know, <laughs> maybe fucking grow a mullet. Cut, cut yourself some bangs. Don't stop believing. Jack off on your A-track cassette player. I think we, we might need to release this Christmas special, Christmas special as a two-parter. We'll see. We'll see. But no, right, no Brian is right. We, Brian is right. It will be. Don't just think about coming in on and around stuff. Thinking about think about coming through things. I'm just thinking about things. thinking about coming on and around stuff. And beyond stuff. And beyond stuff. But yeah, Absolutely. so I agree. And 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 we'll, what we'll do is, Pablo, you can do it so that you don't fall asleep on your laptop this time. You can actually say good night, and we can all finish the show. We can actually finish it. Thanks very much for uh, thanks very much for your time, Brian. It's uh, it's, it's been immense. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, wait. this this was uh, recorded. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? You never said this was this was recorded. I've I've got a job. You, you can't hear this. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah, well, sorry about your job, Brian. Uh, maybe instead of getting all that pussy in the new year, you could maybe find a new one. That's no, okay. I won't get any pussy anyway. Brian, Brian, you, you're, you're on, you're on, you're on Instagram, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're actually friends on Instagram. Are we? Your pals. <laughs> I'm never on there either, so don't take offense. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys, honestly, like, I really appreciate you guys. Are uh... no, I've just I've just posted a picture. Okay, cool. No, hey, uh, just uh, before you before we leave, I just want to say thanks for uh, let me come on here again. I thought this was just going to be like a 15, 20 minute little thing where you just joke around, but this is actually a lot of fun, and you guys are two of my favorite people. So uh, it's always fun to spend time with you guys. Well, Brian, really. Brian, I'm just sorry. I'm very, very drunk. I'm sorry. I'm I'm really fucking drunk. And I was really drunk last time, but I'm not pass out drunk. But that, that, that listen. But that's that, right. That's, that's... Listen, no, no. Let me finish. You're my ex-wife is basically listen, what you're saying. The, the carbonated, the decarbonated Bud Light has a really fucking heavy, heavy, heavy alcoholic content of like 0.2%. And I'm fucking off my tits right now. So I'm just seeing like babies and shit floating about around me. <laughs> so I just want you to know that I'm happy that you came on Good. tonight. But not only am yeah, I happy I'm... that you came on tonight, the ejaculation fucking story. Story. <laughs> Was, was real nice. <laughs> well, you know, the, the kids generally feel the same way. So it's all it's all it's all it's all about the kids. Uh, I, I share the sentiment, Brian, about yeah. about yeah. You're definitely one of my favourite people on Twitter, and also it becomes clear whenever we uh, speak. It's it's wonderful to have uh, someone who can speak so eloquently on so many subjects. So it's it's always a pleasure. I feel the same about you guys. Honestly, thank you for uh, involving me. Honestly, and Pablo, don't worry about it, man. I'm, you know, it's all good. You no, know, I, I, I can speak eloquently on subjects. 
You, you, you ha- yes, you have. We, we, we already have spoken eloquently on subjects. We've now run out of that time slot of speaking eloquently on subjects. And, and, now, we are, and now we are ceasing. <laughs> You're the man, Pablo. Seriously. Nice I one. I hate you guys. <laughs> I fucking hate you too. Brilliant. <laughs> happy Christmas. You nah, happy Christmas, guys. I love you, Brian. You're a fucking star, honestly. You're, you're not only one of the funniest people that I that I regularly visit on Twitter, but you're probably the blackest. And that makes me happy because I, I, I don't know many others. <laughs> you know? I don't have many others. I don't, in fact, I don't have any, but you're the best. You just like having a friend. <laughs> I'm so touched. That was very touching. I appreciate. I I do feel touched deeply. Thanks very much, Tina Turner, for that little (laughs) interview. Thank you guys. Thanks, Julian. Thanks very much, mate. Cheers, now. Hey, happy Happy New Year. Hey, bye. Happy New Year. And yeah, you too. All right, guys. Fishy Wonder. Wonder away. Cheers.